right, so we're back. So uh, we are here on uh, for season two, uh, segueing to season two here with the Maddox podcast, and we are starting off with an oldie but a goodie, right? This is our bocce, and so we're gonna whine about the bay today and uh, talk some real estate. Yeah, so. so let's explain if anybody hasn't seen season one of the podcast, go check that out. But we get together um, weekly. What do we do? How often do we post? Podcast or yeah. mm, every, every other week? Yeah. Every, other, every yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. We get together, we drink a bottle of one of our favorite wines um, featured for the week. Jason can describe what this one is. What is this? This is a, a red blend from Visa Tui called The Bocce. One well, of our it's not favorites. The Bocce, but it's Bocce. <laughs> one of our yeah. favorites. It's very classic, easy to drink wine. Um, very good, social. Good social wine, pairs well with a lot of different things as well. Oh. But we like to drink wine at uh, 11 in the morning and, <laughs> and talk about real estate and what's happening in the market. So. That's what we're here to do. Normally, we would have introduced our brand new agent, Cindy, on season two. That was the plan. But Cindy had a little bit of a... Well, Cindy got taken out by a baby gate. Um, <laughs> it happens. So she tripped over a baby gate and has a sprained ankle. Was, not broken, thank goodness. Those so, darn kids. No, those kids. Those I mean, <laughs> she made it through... How many kids does she have? She has a lot of kids. Like she made it through all those kids. And now six. now six. And now this one, uh, you know, they this last one took her out. So, no. But we're hoping to have her here next time our newest member of the team so yeah. yeah and amy's not feeling good today she would normally be here too but she's not feeling too well today so it's just the you're stuck with us more wine for us more wine for us yeah Seriously. stuck with us so yeah so on today's episode we're just going to kick it off by talking about what the heck is going on in this market today um, we're experiencing a very different market than we were six months ago even three months ago it's a very different market seems like it's changing day to day and just kind of give buyers and sellers advice on how you can navigate this changing market uh, what some good strategies are and yeah just just kind of talk about what's going on state of the market yeah and I think we want to focus on what um, you know what we would advise buyers to do in an uncertain changing market like this even other agents um, so we'll kind of stick there just so this is it stays kind of timeless right mm -hmm. um, yeah so so what are we experiencing what is going on with these interest rates what is projected what do we think is going to happen well i know for for some of my clients um you know over the last six months has been very volatile mm -hmm. um, and initially when interest rates started going up you know of course buyers are used to the three percent right and so what is this all of a sudden this five percent five twenty five and it really freaks and still freak some people out. I reminded them when I first bought my first property, it was at six and a half percent. So in a way, we're just starting to get back, and that was a million years ago. But, that's, but that seemed low at the time. But at the time, that was that was the the, the, the norm. great interest rate. Right. I think I got one at like one uh, six twenty five and one at six fifty. So at the time, um, probably at two thousand over twenty years ago. Um, that was interest rate at the time, and that was fine. So we're just kind of getting back to, mm -hmm. in a way, where the interest rates really should should be. But it's it's a difficult pill to swallow when the Feds are you know continuing to raise the interest rate, and there's this volatility in the market. And I think it's important to talk about why we're thinking interest rates are rising so much, and we are really getting back to kind of the new the normal where they used to be. The pandemic completely changed everything, and I think so many buyers got in their head that this is what the market's like, and it was not. Right. Um, in an effort to stimulate the economy during a completely crazy changing time, they lowered interest rates. We were seeing 
mid twos to threes and it's almost sickening yeah um i refied for 2.99 and i was like shucks i could have got 2.5 like i was never stressed out that it was too high and you know it it definitely was not a normal market there was a lot of things we could say about the pandemic market but i think this that we're experiencing now is more of a normal market which kind of ties into agents these days there's so many new agents in this market and I think a lot of the pandemic brought a lot of new agents in because there was so much hustle and bustle and activity and now we're going to kind of see who can really withstand these right. changes the art of negotiation is back non-contingent is not necessarily a thing and that's for what being a real estate anymore. agent is all about that's what being an agent is all about yeah. absolutely so let's talk about um, if you're a buyer and you're going in to make an offer on a property what are you? What kind of guidance are you giving your buyers? What was your conversation conversation like today versus you know a year or two ago? Right. Anybody wanna? Well, wanna jump I think in? Um, yeah. you know I'm I'm besides Cindy the newest on the team, and definitely I was advising my buyers that we want to be competitive. We want to you know make sure that we're doing everything we can to not have those contingencies, um, to do our homework ahead of time. Whereas now, you know, we want to make sure that we have um, a little more, uh, I'm sorry, I'm totally lost. No, it's okay. here. I think what you're trying we're to say copying. is um, <laughs> buyers want, have a little bit more room to negotiate now exactly. and a little bit more power, yes. which they didn't have much during the pandemic. I Absolutely. Mean, two years ago, which Lisa, you were probably just kind of getting started in real yeah. estate, but two years ago, buyers are going in and you know they're literally offering up their firstborn to get a house exactly have to be non-contingent in some cases with no inspections reports i mean it was just this complete frenzy you're still in multiple offer situation people were doing whatever they could to get their foot in the door and just nail down a home and today buyers actually have a little bit of power and i think it takes a good agent to you know everything's case by case basis but to really um, dive into disclosures and see, hey, how should we really be working on this? Is there Are there repairs that we need negotiated up front? Are you willing to take on X, Y, and Z? And buyers don't necessarily have to take on everything like they did a few years ago, which is actually a great thing because are you gonna be using a lot of their money towards their down payments and their payments with these higher interest rates? Yeah, one thing that I definitely are t- am talking to my buyers about now is, um, wow. I think I just... <laughs> it's the wine. In and out. It's the wine. Let me have another drink. Because <laughs> well, I, I can share with you uh, in my situation, it, it really is a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. Because even now in certain areas, Berkeley, Oakland, um, at least in our, in, in our area, I have buyers where I submitted an offer, no contingencies, just like I would a year ago. Mm-hmm. And they're like, thank you. We've received 23 offers. And we're like, wait, what happened to this market that was supposed to be like, where is this market at declining? Mm-hmm. So while it, it is in some areas that is the case, in others it isn't. So it, it is very uh, prudent to, to have somebody who's really you're partnering with, who really knows each individual market, yeah. who knows when they can negotiate, when they can't negotiate, um, and really you know, have that trust uh, relationship with each other where let's say I'm gonna say okay in this particular area there's no inspections let's you know let's make sure that we negotiate this mm-hmm. a B and C and that they can feel confident in me when we're looking in another area where I say listen we got to throw the baby in like you know right, this is right. this is the time to throw the baby in and no, and having somebody who knows the difference 
um, especially in this very changing market, um, is super important. And that's when you're going back, if, for instance, I'll go back and look at the comps, not the comps necessarily from six months ago, mm -hmm. the comps within the last two months, and what's, you know, what's currently pending, and I'll start calling those agents to try to figure out how long were you in contract right. for, how many offers did you get, where are you landing at, so I'm not providing inaccurate information, yeah. which could be very well be from six months ago, because we're in such a well, it's a changing it's market. tough to go back a couple months because there's nothing to compare it to, right? right. So yeah. it's like you you have there's such a, a a problem like trying to value the house, you know, when you go back. So yeah. I mean, and I, I'm sorry, my my thought yeah, finally kicked base, in. Yeah. Just basic communication, yeah. you know, as an agent yeah. calling the other agent and saying, "Hey, what are your seller's priorities? Yeah. What are they right. looking for?" And finding different ways to sweeten the pot and to work together. You know, that communication between agents is really what's going to get your deal going and keep it going. Right, so building that relationship. I agree. That's yeah. one thing I'm advising my clients Absolutely. is we yeah. want to base our kind of game plan on what we're hearing, how to move forward um, in a way when we don't know exactly what the price point should be in a way that's respectful mm -hmm. to all mm -hmm. parties. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you said it best. Communicating with the listing agent if you're representing a buyer is really important because Sellers are still, I mean, most sellers have kind of realized that there's a, a big shift happening, but compared to May of last, this past May, maybe like May 15th, we always say, mm -hmm. that really was the tip top of the market right. for last year. And ever since then, we've been seeing a decline, but it does take sellers a little bit of time to kind of realize what's going on. So yeah. you still have, it is a complete mixed bag. You still have your sellers that think their house is worth a million dollars when right. it's not. <laughs> Right. And they, you know, are telling their agents to list high, which um, that's case by case. Then you're seeing price reductions in some cases. So it really takes an agent that can continue to educate their buyers, which the education period might be a little more lengthy right now, mm -hmm. uh, but that continue to educate their buyers and say, hey, I know that, you know, you saw a price reduction on this house, but that's not what's going on here. They listed transparently or they listed well below because they learned what the market's doing and they're kind of using the you know, strategies that we used to use back in the day, um, listing a little bit low, stimulate some competition, and then get multiple offer situation. One of the things I do when I'm working with a buyer and we're writing an offer on a property is I'll, I'll go back and I'll research the agent and I'll look at where they list yep. versus where they sold, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll look at kind of, I'll, That's so smart. I'll get like a percentage, right? And I'll go, well, they're listing here, they wanna sell here, or this is their history. Mm -hmm. So we probably should offer a certain percentage above whatever they're listing at yeah. you know and that's seemed to help a lot and, and you know in some cases when the market goes crazy it doesn't because it's just so uncertain and the prices are going crazy right. yeah right but most of the time researching that agent and building that relationship I I just we just went into contract today on uh, a property in Pinole and Yay. congratulations you, thank you <laughs> we got five offers uh, three offers were throwaways and then there were two top offers one of the offers was just submitted never even heard from the agent didn't get any yeah. i mean nothing no text no call nothing i met the clients i think these these are her clients i met the clients at the open house fantastic people and i'm just thinking wow do you know like what your agent is not doing for you yeah. not representing you very well so it is so important to make that phone call and you know uh, build that relationship with that agent i mean you, you may not get it every time but you're still building that rapport and that agent will 
think about you next time. I do yeah, that all the time. You build a layer of confidence, right? right? Because mm -hmm. the last thing that you want to do as a seller's representative is to recommend or say, okay, here are the top two. And then the one that you agree is the right one to move forward with. And they're counting on you and your expertise. Then something happens or they fall out of contract or they're not responsive or there's something. So building that layer of, of like you said, communication of confidence with the other agent is so vital because oftentimes I've heard, well, you're not the top offer, but right. I feel so confident with you yes. and your team that we're going to take the, the five or $10,000 hit just to know that you're going to close right. because you've been able to communicate like yeah. we're committed. We can't make that number, but we're committed to close. We can close in this many days. We're removing these contingencies and you just, you, you present your client in the strongest light that oftentimes you get it even if you're not the top offer. And as a listing agent, it goes back to researching yeah. the agent like you do. I mean, we all do when we're listing yeah. a property and see, okay, has this agent closed deals? Does the agent know? I mean, yeah, they can offer a great number. doesn't mean it's going to close. Right. 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 So it's just terms. I mean, a lot of different things uh, play a huge part. So, yeah. yeah. So let's kind of segue into... Um, you just mentioned you had a listing going on Pinole right now. What are you seeing? What's the market like in real time? How many offers did you say you got? We got five. So when I when we I took the listing uh, a, yeah eight months ago, the market was different, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the market did change. And you know the clients knew it. They're great, great sellers. They totally understand the market, which is awesome. We don't get that very often. You know, sometimes our sellers think their house is worth way more than it should be. Um, but they totally get it and they know that the market, <clears throat> excuse me, the market has changed a little bit. And so, you know, we went out there, uh, we listed it a little bit higher than I recommended. So I was a little bit worried that we wouldn't get everybody in the door. Um, but we ended up getting, you know, I thought we were going to get four offers. We ended up getting five mm -hmm. and it, it just, it turned into a really nice negotiation. I think it's a win, honestly, for everyone. Um, they're getting, in my opinion, a little bit more than I thought we would probably land at. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just kind of tells you the market has changed a little bit, um, it, you know, and it's just it, it's just kind of one of those things when the market does change. It's, it's advising your sellers, advising your clients and communicating, going back to communication. Um, but we landed exactly uh, where we should have. Well, and, yeah. I think, you know, I just want to point out that that house was beautiful, yeah, in thanks. great condition, great yeah. location priced correctly which goes a really long way you had two weekends of open house and then accepted offers yeah. and bam five offers yeah. you know nowadays i think we are seeing more and more frequently properties that aren't priced correctly mm -hmm. and that really damages um the, you know the, the time absolutely. on the market oh, yeah. and how many offers they're getting yeah. so yeah you know as a buyer's agent i i specifically tell my clients you know we want to look for these places that are maybe priced a little higher than they should right. and wait for their offer date to pass right. and mm -hmm. see if we can you know see and that's a, a great point because you're talking point. about being a buyer's agent but on the selling side when you're listing the property it's a very different conversation that mm -hmm. we have with our sellers right so my conversation is usually, especially in a changing market like this, I like to look at a few things. Um, you know, there's not too much history on what's sold or, you know, comps in the area on what's sold because the market's been changing. The weather has been really nasty here in the Bay Area, just not a ton of activity right now. But I like to look at what's listed on the market, maybe some things that have sold and try to price um, a few ways. I tell my seller, we want to price below a big number, right? So we want to price it, um, 
probably a little more conservatively than what they want. It, you figure that most buyers are searching in increments of like 50,000. So up to 700, up to 750, up to 800. And you want to try to list a little more conservatively so that you can bring in multiple buyers because Jason always says it best. When somebody wants something, they will find the money to make it happen. So true. <laughs> they will find the money. And I think a lot of buyers right now are being a little bit more conservative because they know they might have to compete for something that, you know, depending on the scale of what you list versus where it's going to go. But they usually know they're going to have to compete in some way um, to get a property and uh, have a little bit of cushion from where they're searching. So I think that's a really good point on the listing side. Um, but, you know, sellers do have a hard time kind of coming to terms with that. And we always tell them, you don't have to accept anything that you're not willing to take. It's purely strategy to get buyers in the door so that we're in front of their face. You figure they're scrolling on a computer. All they see is price and stats. How many bedrooms? Mm -hmm. How many bathrooms? Why is the neighbor's house listed at $699 and you're listed at $799 when you're both three bedrooms, two baths? You know, mm -hmm. things like that. Well, so. and you, there was a, a, a really good example a few years ago when you had that property in El Bronte, I believe, or was it where Maybe. the neighbor's house was listed for like, it was like that, oh, $699 or $599? It was $740. It was exactly Seven. that. Yeah. Yes. It was $749. This agent was list, uh, listed for $749. He had cell phone photos. I joke, I'm not joking. Him in the mirror, pictures of him in the mirror, toilet seat up, just. That's crazy. Wretched. And we went on. We had the exact same. That was a remodeled house. So it, they had done a bunch of work, had been represented poorly. We were coming on the market, and I had this conversation with my clients, and I said, Look at our competition. Mm -hmm. I think we can land around seven. Uh, you know, 750 or better where they're listed, but I want to go on at 699. We're not quite as updated, but we do have a lot going for us in other ways. The yard was nice and there was, you know, had its ups and downs compared to the other one, pros and, and cons. Were they receptive to that? Super receptive, super trusting. Uh, they were fortunate enough to be in a situation where they had made their money and then some on this house, lived here for years, moved out of state, very easygoing. I mean, star clients. And we listed at six ninety nine. I think we closed that at seven seventy five. Yeah. And the other agent might have ended up doing a price reduction, or if I'm not mistaken, he actually might have closed it a little below as. I listing. remember him calling yeah. you and saying, "What did you do? Why is your property selling so fast, and why am I still sitting?" Because he thought he had the superior property, and right. I said, "You I had this conversation with a few agents. Get rid of the cell phone photos. You're in the mirror. It looks ridiculous. You're not doing the property justice. You know, your phone can only take." So, you know, cell phones has, have gotten a lot better now, but they've gotten a lot better. But you know, <laughs> yeah. you want the professional quality, right. the wide angle lens, so that they can get the whole room, better lighting with the flash. You, you need those those things for sure. And yeah, we ended up selling well over them, and my clients thought I was a rock star. Yeah, like they listened well, to you me, were. <laughs> and that's at that time I was. Yes. That was the strategy. Right. But yeah. what's what's the saying we always say? You know, you only get one chance to make a first impression. Absolutely. So, you know, get that property on there, get it priced right, listen to your agent. That's very important. And think very about important. what buyers are looking for online. They're sitting there and thinking, this is the same exact model right. house. This one's listed this much lower. Right. But it worked in our favor. We ended up getting multiple offers, probably 10 to 15 offers on that one. The price got driven up a little bit. Maybe, uh, you know, negotiations happened. Maybe we countered it. I don't remember exactly. But we ended up getting them a fantastic price on that property right. and they were very, very happy. I mean, because our goal as a listing agent is to get the most money for the client. Right. That's yeah. what we want to do. And I think you know? that's a misconception that a lot of sellers have is why do you not think my property's worth this amount? It's not necessarily yeah. 
what we're trying to say. We're just trying to use it's a strategy. We're trying to implement the best strategy that's going to get you right. your number. So, you know, a few uh, maybe last year when I ran numbers in Pinole, Hercules, kind of surrounding areas where our office is located, the market was trending about seven to ten percent, or uh, homes were selling about seven to ten percent over where they were listed. Now you take that and apply it to Oakland. Oakland's very different. Oakland, Emeryville, Berkeley, Albany, homes were selling for 20 to 30% right. over asking, right? So the strategies have to be different in different areas. And it really takes an agent that knows these specific areas and knows that in order to educate your buyers and guide them and give them the, you know, the, the best chance at getting the property that mm -hmm. they want. Not to mention basic contract terms as far as right. how much money to put down for a deposit is all so specific within the different areas of, you know, the Bay Area, Sacramento, California. Mm -hmm. You get an out-of-area agent writing this offer and, you know, the people looking at the offer receiving it, mm -hmm. the seller's agent is kind of like, what are they thinking? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Are they serious right now? Well, you don't yeah. want to be And we agent. see that so much. It's yeah. like, and I, I, you know, like with this property in Pinole, like four of the offers were written, well, I don't want to say four, maybe three, were written so poorly. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, how, and I'm looking at the license numbers on the agents and they're older agents, but how in the world? I had one that came in that was literally docu-signed, you know, so and that's easy. Just send it over. Right. And then faxed. <laughs> so docu signed by everybody and then faxed and then they printed it <laughs> printed it and faxed it and I'm like <laughs> you can't even read it I'm like I can't even see the proof of funds this is so bizarre but it's just little things like that that yeah you can read you can read a contract and know yeah. who's an experienced agent who's right. not even if you're just filling in the blanks there's enough information there to know oh this this person mm -hmm. knows our area what is typical what is not typical because some terms in one area is not the same terms yeah. that are right. that we call customary mm -hmm. in another area so uh, if i'm making an offer in sacramento or i'm listing in sacramento it's going to be very different to mm -hmm. what i'm submitting because mm -hmm. each county has different expectations and different ordinances mm -hmm. yeah. there's some ordinances i'll have have an agent coming in from out of the area they're listing, have let's no just idea. say, and have a buyer. Mm -hmm. They have no idea that, well, our the sewer needs to be inspected. We have a gas shutoff yeah. valve ordinance, or in Oakland, you have there's a sidewalk ordinance, right. Right. and yeah. sometimes even the sellers don't know that. So they're counting on their agent to be able to share that. And when I go back and go, do you have the inspection for the sidewalk or for these ordinances? And they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's <laughs> a big red flag that that's somebody who's not familiar with that area. Right. Yeah. Well, I just reached out to an agent about a property in San Pablo and I said hey just checking in is this property available uh, do you have the health and safety inspection blah 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 what's uh, that that's what's, very custom to that? San Pablo yeah. yeah she's like what's that and I'm like oh, okay it's an out of area agent she had yeah. no idea but it's like it, it's it's insane that you know they don't know these things but I mean they're out of area so they wouldn't know they I wouldn't sold a property know. in Sacramento and I'm asking all these questions and she's like what are you asking me? We don't have any of that stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. We're just, I guess we're just super uh, over the top here with our ordinances. We and are. Our, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Especially Berkeley, Oakland. They want the, right. the sidewalk bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, all of us as agents, we have a wide network of other agents that we reach out to. Mm -hmm. So if oh, we don't sure. know the area that right. you're in, we have someone either A, that we can call and get yeah. updated, yep. or B, that we can refer you to who knows all of this like the back of their hand. Yeah. Right. So so that is, I think, critical for people to know is it's really, you know, absolutely. reach out to us. We will help you every yeah. step of the way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about something that's really exciting that's coming up. Um, I think 
starting March 27th is the date. Oh, yeah. There's the a dream. new program coming out, which is going to help a lot of buyers. So it's called the California for uh, Dream for All. It's the California e- Dream for All. It's an equity share, and I think that's in yeah. the title. Equity share. Um, it's a loan program. So if you're not familiar with some of these loan programs, I'll give you an example of the one that we had prior to this one. It was a Cal HFA loan that um, where they lended, they lent the buyer 10% or up to 10% of a down payment in order to use, and then the funds were forgivable as long as you made, remained in the property for five years. This program is going to be a little bit different. They're lending buyers up to 20% for your down payment, which is huge. It can really help combat these interest rates and mm-hmm. and keep buyers' uh, money in their pocket so they can do updates and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's an equity share. So we don't have all of the details yet, but what do we know about it? Do we know? Well, so uh, Carrie, we're going to have her as a guest on the podcast in the near future. Yep. Um, but we, were, we did an open house with her, and she was just kind of going through it. And she basically said, now, I don't know the ins and outs, and she, we were just kind of discussing it, but mm-hmm. she said something about, you know, they'll give you 20%, so it helps bring down your mortgage. And then any money you have that you want to put down, you can put down. Of course, that's your money, yeah. and they don't share in that, right? Um, but you put that down so, to lower your mortgage even uh, more. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were using a $900,000 uh, example, right? So she was saying they'll give you 180000 bucks. Um, and from what I understand, you can refinance that, not that you would, unless you had a bunch of equity, um, but you can refinance that and of course pay that off and then you've got your own, your equity back. But I mean, I don't even know if you'd want to do that because they're giving you 180 grand and I mean, all of a sudden if you, your property worth worth 1.2, then you can just pay it off at that point, you know, if you have the equity, but, um, bless you. Thank you. That's what's really, really important about the lender um, that you're using. Very important, yeah. We, ha- you know, we have lenders that we work with that we trust completely, um, and to make those referrals to folks to say, listen, they'll be able to provide options, right? Because it's not just a, a, a one loan fits all it's an option, scenario. Yeah. Everybody is different. Their finances are different. Their situation is completely different. So, a, a great lender will be able to say, okay, you qualify for A, B, and C. Now, because of all of those three, here's what this looks like for a monthly payment, for the down payment, the terms, um, you know, what works best for you and your family, and mm-hmm. then to kind of massage that down to a loan that is really uh, customized and, and works for the client. Right. Um, this is just one vehicle, right? But there, but an, a, a great lender will be able to offer, okay, here's three that you qualify for. Here are the pros and cons to those mm-hmm. and really help somebody get in the right direction that's going to work best for them and their family. Yeah, yeah. no, that's super important. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how this um, this new loan program, how many buyers it brings back into the market. I know I have a few buyers that are waiting for this and they've mm-hmm. been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely gonna bring buyers back into the market. I'm also curious to see how quickly the funds go because now we're talking about 20%, which before it was 10%. So the funds, the funds will run out? The funds will run out, yes. Um, last time, I forget how many months they were available, but I know that within about a week, they said, okay, we're running out. Now everybody has about seven to 10 days to lock. They gave us a deadline of, I think, wow. November 30th. You must um, you know, locate your property, be in contract, and reserve the funds. And then, of course, you can have time to go through your escrow period. But you have to reserve the funds. So I do think a lot of buyers are going to jump in, but time really is of the essence because when the funds run out, 
the funds run out and mm -hmm. who knows when the next program will come about. That last one ended in the end of November, December, January, February, March. So about four months it took for a new program to come out. And we saw that the market has been pretty hush hush, you know, where well, we went fine. through that four months. Yeah. So I think this will definitely bring buyers back in, which is a, um, a great point to make to sellers. You want to get on the market. You want to list before May 15th. After May, things start to change. We have all the holidays, graduations, you know, people are out for the summer, vacationing. So we like to get those properties listed before May 15th and buyers alike, you want to get those funds reserved as soon right. as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. I think Absolutely. I have clients, I have buyers right now that are looking, that don't qualify, they qualify for that program. Their feet are already in the door. They're already, you know, researching. We're starting to research places just to be ready and prepared for when they, you know, they completely qualify. I think for that program. one of the guidelines, it's considered a low income loan, but I think one of the guidelines is and low income being you have to make <laughs> yeah, you have to make under 120. I'm like, oh, that's low income now. That's considered wow. Low income. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And this is a California specific program, so it's the California Dream for All Equity Share uh, Loan Program or something yeah. to that of that nature. And I think it's gonna be a good one. I'm telling my sellers, you know, hey, we're timing the market. Um, I definitely think that this program's gonna bring a lot of buyers back into the game. That's great. 20% is 20%. That's a, that can be a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You're eliminating mortgage insurance. I mean, that right you, there is huge. You're yeah. saving on your payment there. You're right. allowing, like we said, buyers to do updates to the home, maybe take on some repairs if it does get competitive. I'm wondering if it'll bring the competition kind of back. Um, you know, I know that we have normal ebbs and flows, so spring tends to be a little bit more competitive time, spring and going into summer, and then things start to settle down as we head into fall and winter and such, but yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. I do it. too. That's going to help, um, you know, combat this inflation that we're having, which, mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, people might hate me for saying this, but I, I don't think it's such a bad thing because it's sort of turning us back into a normal market mm -hmm. yeah. and allowing properties to sort of, you know, uh, kind of level off because it, it, we're getting to a point where, where properties are going up so high that, you know, there's people are being priced <gasps> out and nobody can live here. And that's, you know, it's, it's I almost see it as the same. I, I kind of see it as a wash. Because while prices in some areas are coming down and the interest rates are going up, the same money, mm -hmm. right? So some people get really right. scared, like the interest rate is up and now it's five or five and a half percent, but they don't realize that, or maybe they do, but it's really important to communicate that, okay, but the price is also coming down. We don't have to go $50,000 right. over on your offer. Right. So, you know, don't be so scared that you're at five or five and a half. You could, you could refinance later. But at the end of the day, you're also paying fifty thousand less than you would have six right. months ago. So it really take the is lower a, price all day a, long. It really is a balance because you have yeah. the opportunity to refinance later right. when those when those rates do come down. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I think those are all some really good points. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? For I, was, this first I was thinking episode? about I was thinking about Xavier and his house, and and he got a really good deal on his house in uh, Fairfield. Um, you know, and it, it, it was that. It's like the rates are going up, and they went up pretty well, quite a bit. And the prices of property came down, and he ended up picking it up for a lower price. That's awesome. And then he can refinance later. But well, what know, do we always say? Date, say it right. <laughs> right. Date, so the date the rate. Date the rate. Marry the marry price. Marry the price. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I mean, you take advantage of the lower price because you're going to get a better tax bracket, and you're you know you lower you, property you, taxes. Lower property. Yeah, you taxes. can't change that price. You can change the rate. So. Yeah. How are we doing on time? Uh, 31 minutes. 
Oh, okay. So good. we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I think we're doing How's really everybody good. feeling? Good. Do we need more wine? I mean, the wine Always. is great. I think we do, Well, and then <laughs> kind of going off on a, a I spoke with um, a seller in Pinole, um, and the house needs some work, some updates. So again, it's, it's talking about, um, okay, it's going to take X amount to make the updates that I think that the home is going to sell. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, you're really talking about an, uh, an investment, right? So you're going to put $15,000 into the home. Don't think of that as $15,000 for repairs that are going to go away. Right. That will not mm -hmm. only bring in 15, but the potential of bringing even double that. Right. You put 50. 15 in and you're going to have somebody offering 30 over, yeah. right? It, it's definitely, you know, I don't have the crystal ball, but it's definitely the possibility. That's actually a really good point because I think a lot of sellers are kind of like, I just want to list as is. I've had sellers use this line on me quite a few times. I don't want to do work that somebody's just going to come and undo. A, buyer's, a buyer has their own vision. A They're going to come in and change it. Thing. And I will yeah. tell you this, maybe once or twice we've seen that, usually in the ritzy area where they don't like the tile or they don't like the floor, whatever. Maybe you might see that, but it's not common and a buyer is willing to pay for what they don't have to do. And you have to figure too, yeah. a buyer, I mean, you know, without this program, they're using their own funds to put for their down payment. And now their payment's higher. Sometimes they're trying to buy down their interest rate and they don't have a lot left over when they're done. Now mm -hmm. they bought this new house and they don't have a ton of extra funds to update the kitchen, to update the bathrooms or put new flooring or whatever, paint, whatever it may be. So it really is important when a seller does this because buyers, you know, it's much easier for them to finance a higher price for the work that's already done than right. to come cash out of pocket exactly. for these things. Exactly. Some people, some folks, um, you know, the way that I, I like to describe it is for every ten thousand uh, dollars on an offer price is the equivalent of about let's just say fifty to sixty dollars a month. So for a buyer yep. to come in, they already have their down payment, which is usually a big chunk of their, right. you know, of their funds. They're not going to come in and offer, let's say, seven hundred or 730 on a home and then know that they've got to put another mm -hmm. 20,000 into it. That $20,000 is about uh, $120 a month. That's much more digestible over a 30 year period that they can finance than just out of pocket, you know, here's 15 grand on top Absolutely. of my down payment. And right. while they're willing to pay for what they don't have to do, a buyer, they're also trying to negotiate a lot harder for the things they know they have to do. So what I usually tell my seller is, no matter what your budget, no matter what, um, how much you have to spend, you give me a budget and I can tell you where to best spend it. Right. Sometimes it might be taking care of the not so sexy things like the sewer lateral and mm -hmm. things that a buyer's going to have to do because it's an ordinance. Sometimes it's updating the kitchen. Sometimes it's somewhere in between. I have a listing right now where they didn't have the funds to completely redo the countertops, but they did have $1,500 in order to reglaze the countertops. Mm -hmm. And it gets rid of that old school tile, brings it nice, bright, shiny, you know, white uh, finished tile and just makes it look that much better. So whether it's paint, whether it's doing reglazing instead of replacing, or just little things, refinishing floors instead of replacing them, there's always something you can do. Even changing the doorknobs. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to see those old, crusty brass doorknobs <laughs> that are yeah. touched. It's all in the details. Yeah, yeah, it's all in the details. You yeah. can get a contractor's pack of doorknobs for you know 85 bucks for a few. So we yeah. always have suggestions. It's really important to have an agent that's very in tune. And, and you know, like this listing, I've been working with them since November 2019. So we've been in contact for almost three, what, over three years mm -hmm. um, preparing this. So it's very important to have an agent that's going to stick with you and give and, you the best advice. Right, and, right. No, that's, and, and I was thinking when you were talking about the glazing, you did that on one of your properties in Pinole and then ended up selling it at a record price. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing price. My client, they were player? so... Yeah. 
excited because it was it was an older home and so what i said is we want we want the you know the biggest bang for our buck yeah. right we we don't want to come in and put $50,000 in but we want to give the buyer a vision yeah. of what it could be mm-hmm. and in doing so let's get new paint okay we can carpet clean look clean the carpet we mm-hmm. reglaze the 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 orange 1970s countertop right. and you know a buyer walks in and in, is it's a clean slate to be able to envision what what the personal touches that they could put on the mm-hmm. home um, and it's livable, right? So they can come in, it's mm-hmm. move-in ready. And it was just, I was so excited for them. In fact, this newest listing is is all within the family also. Um, and so they're like, whatever you, you know, we trust whatever you say. Yeah. Because we just want the, the, the lowest cost for the most impact. Mm-hmm. And so we've created a budget and I let them know, okay, it's not the cheapest thing, right? We're still looking at putting $15,000 into it. But I can almost guarantee you, you can put $15,000 in the stock market right now, you're probably going to lose some money. Right. Yeah. Put $15,000 into your home, we could probably almost double it. Yeah. Just give us that opportunity. And yeah. they're just like, let's let's do it. And yeah. that one was at the height of the market. My buyers put in an offer on that place. I think we were $50,000 over asking, and we were not even in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Well, that I got a place. new listing for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, and, and the neighbor's house went on the market, and as the market was starting to turn, yeah. and they don't, I don't think they did much to it. They didn't do anything to it, and it didn't sell. And I think they took it off the market. They took it off the market. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, hey, the next door neighbor sold theirs for way more. Right. Like, what's up? But so, it's, it's really about, sold. yeah, right. it's, it's so much about presentation. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, it really is. Just another little tidbit to add to that. So a lot of sellers might be thinking, well, I don't have any funds. I, you know, I don't, I don't have any uh, budget to oh, do any needs, work. And that kind of, yes, I do need more wine. <laughs> and that kind of leads me to um, this next little piece of information is that there's always a way, right? So our lender actually offers a HELOC that is a home equity line of credit. It goes on your house as a second loan and they can borrow money um, from their equity it's an equity line they can take money from their equity and use money to update their house so I a great example is I had a client that needed to sell their home in order to purchase their other one right that can be challenging and especially in a changing market um, because it's a risk for the home that they're purchasing they have to wait on them to sell their home and it needed a little bit of updates not too too much I think the fence was falling down needed a little bit of yard work just some sprucing up otherwise Mm -hmm. nice condition so we were able to take some cash out. They were able to replace the fence, got a brand new fence, landscape the yard just a bit. And then they also had money for their down payment on their new property Perfect. so that they realized, okay, yes, we're gonna have to wait for them to sell their property, but it's on the market. It looks fabulous. We're not too worried about it. And we have their earnest money in escrow. They actually have some skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of saying, sorry, we don't have any funds, but we can put it in once our house sells, you know, it doesn't work that way. Right. So there's there's definitely options. There's definitely strategies out there. And that's why you hire us to let you know what well, they are. And there's, <laughs> right. and there's programs, actually. Now, they're not the most cheapest oh, cr- programs, yeah. but there's, is it Curbio? Yeah. Cur- Curbio, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, will lend you money, essentially, ex- exactly. to do updates. It's similar to the Compass Concierge thing where, you know, they, they hire contractors to go out there and then you just yeah. pay them but they're a little more expensive so if you right. don't have any money right. yes they're worth it but if you've got a budget even a small one i would probably work with that 
yeah. over using a company. Always start with your own budget for sure. But Always start with your own budget. It's, it's, it's an, an option. option. It's yeah. an option depending on how much work the home needs and yeah. what your return might be. You know, there's always going to be a line that teeters when it's worth it, when it might not. Yeah, be and too some worth it. and in some situations, it might. I, I might very well say listed as is, right? It's not. Right. You're not going to get the benefit of making the updates. So it really is. Always, again, every everything is a case by case. It's a always, case by yeah, case. case by case. Yeah. Always exceptions to the rule. Yes, we have those two where there's you know. It's like don't put ten thousand into it. Don't put lipstick on a pig. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Well, and somebody who's coming in, right? They're, they're, let's just say, for instance, it, you can't get a loan on the house, mm-hmm. right? It's a cash-only type of home where it doesn't have a stove, and there's just situations yeah. where you're not even going to be. You're going to find an, you're a cash-only investor. It makes no sense to put eight thousand dollars of paint and another sure. five in flooring right. when it's a cash only and investors going to want it for this much under market value anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, but that's why it's important to have agents that can guide you, guide you through and that. you know during case by case and yeah. Yeah. make that you know help you make that decision. Yeah, yeah. So I think to sum it up in this changing market. There is no one size fits all strategy. Whether you're a listing agent, um, I mean our strategies tend to work, but uh, <laughs> whether you're a listing agent or mostly on the buyer's side, there's no one size fits all. It's kind of case by case. We have to, you know, make sure you're hiring an agent like us that know um, <laughs> the areas really well, the different ordinances, what goes into each area, and, and what it's going to take to get the property, and how to best strategize to get you the best price, utilize your funds, your personalized or your personal funds the best, and get you a home because there's no better way to hedge against inflation except buying a property. Absolutely. I have Absolutely. I have friends that, I have one friend that just posted on, on Facebook um, who's renting and you know, of course the landlord is going to increase the rent usually every year um, at minimum cost of inflation. But in California, you know, it's just, it's their investment also. Yeah. So they're gonna keep going up. but. You know, when you're when you're renting and every year you're paying more and more when you have a mortgage, if you have the ability to have a mortgage, even if it's something, even if it's a condo, I always say get your foot in the door. It's a stepping stone. This may not be your forever home. Mm-hmm. Um, I started the same way. I bought a condo. I still have it, but that could. But I have so many clients who are like, okay, we're going to start here and then we're going to kind of leapfrog and use the equity instead of paying somebody else's mortgage for them essentially right like yeah um, and then not yeah. knowing every, year over year how much are they going to increase it this year five percent ten percent you're always living in this limbo so uh, you know for those that are out there who you know they don't think that they can qualify there are so many times mm-hmm. where people have come to me and say I don't even think we can qualify for everything and I said let's talk to the lender it, there's no cost to you to just talk to a lender mm-hmm. to see what your options are. And right. I have so many people, so many of my friends now that are in homes who never thought originally yeah. they'd be able to. They just think, I don't have 20% down. I'm not going to be able to qualify. I'm going to rent for the rest of my life. Right. And it doesn't have to be the case. And now they know year after year they're going to have the same mortgage payment. It's going to be for 30 years. There's just a sense of security about that. Nobody's very, kicking them out at Christmas time. Right. In a very uncertain world, you have like every year, I know what my, my monthly payment is gonna be. Yeah. And I recently yeah. had um, someone reach out to me who had a 
very low credit score and we put him through to our lender and the lender referred a credit repair specialist mm, three yeah. weeks yep. went in and raised his credit score like 200 points wow so yeah. i mean he was ready to go and it didn't even you know just cost him a couple hundred bucks that's it's, what i tell buyers too you may not it, first of all you may be more ready than you think you are and right. second mm -hmm. if you're not we're gonna stick with you and we're gonna get you ready because mm -hmm. there's no better feeling than being a homeowner let me tell you yeah. It's pretty nice. It does and get you on a path, good. right? Like, let's yeah. get you to your goal. You may not be ready now. You probably could be. But if you're not, working with a lender, working with your agent, will be able to put you on a path to where, yeah. okay, we know in six months we can start looking. We know mm -hmm. in one year, but we know what we need to do to get there. Some There's so many folks also that are like, I don't even know what to do next. And I don't I, even know what it's going to take. I want to bust one myth that you said is, oh, buyers say all the time, I don't have 20% down. Let's bust that myth right now. You don't need 20% down to buy a home. Yes, there's programs out there that are offering you 20% down. It does have its benefits. You won't have PMI, but you don't need 20% down to buy right. a home. There's so many loan products out there, and there's got to, there's surely something that's going to work for you or a path that we can put you on so mm -hmm. that you can eventually make it happen. Absolutely. And some lenders know what programs are coming up. Like right now, you know, six months right. ago there was one program. Now we're right yeah. in the midst of another type of program. They want, you know, California wants to provide certain programs to get homeowners, right? To get mm -hmm. people into homes, right? We have a housing issue. We have a homeless issue. We have all of these things. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're going to start rolling out these type of government programs that are going to assist. And all you have to do is ask, right? What could I qualify for? What's coming up in the future? And put me on a path to, to just maybe get there where you're not paying somebody else's mortgage for right. them. My son is gonna be 20 this year, and I have been preparing him for years, working with him on his credit, and we were looking probably about two months ago at some condos in the area. Mm. I found a condo in um, San Pablo that was about 250, 300, right by Contra Costa College, and we ran the numbers, and that would have been cheaper for him to buy well, you know, aside from money down, sure. um, it would have been cheaper yeah. for him on a monthly basis to pay his mortgage than to go rent a place. Oftentimes and I was it like, is. This is this is what it is. You get yourself yeah. a roommate at twenty years old. You got your own place and you're building your right. Future. And at twenty, whoa, whoa sorry, <laughs> two glasses in. <laughs> but at twenty, you know, get a roommate and that and help yeah. with the, help with the mortgage. Well, uh, right absolutely. now in our area, it's yeah. a thousand. It's it's maybe a thousand, at but it's more a, like. Twelve hundred bucks to rent a bedroom. Oh, yeah, at least from someone. Yeah. yeah. So to be able to qualify, even if it's a two-bedroom condo, rent the other mm -hmm. side out. And a lot of people have an issue with HOAs. Let me talk to you about HOAs, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because there's pros and cons to yeah. HOAs. Yeah. One, if the, if your only option is a condo with an HOA, take it all day long because it's going to get your foot in the door mm -hmm. of homeownership. Uh, what are the pros and cons of an HOA? So. An HOA, why I liked an HOA actually initially when, you know, as a young person, it's my very first condo. I don't have to worry about the roof. <laughs> I don't have to job. worry about siding, right? Here's my, here's Yard my HOA work. payment. I don't right. have to worry about landscaping. I don't have to worry about the sewer. I don't have to worry about water at times. I don't have to worry about the garbage payment. I don't have to worry yeah. about the, the hazard insurance. When you're a homeowner without an HOA, you need to start thinking about how much is the insurance going to cost me and now the landscaper and now money in reserves when the roof caves in. Yeah, and you got to put money in reserves. And you're very yeah. close to mm -hmm. what that HOA payment is going to be right. anyway. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people feel like HOA is throwing money in the garbage. It really isn't no. because if you're by a cottage, a two-bedroom 
detached home, mm -hmm. you still have all of these payments that would normally be covered in an HOA anyway. Mm -hmm. So you got to so pay it, yourself the HOA. You're you the have HOA. to pay. You're the HOA. You're the HOA. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. When something happens to the exterior, something happens to the roof, something, you know, the landscaper, I pay 120 bucks for the landscaper to come through a month. Right. You don't have to pay that when you have that HOA. So there's pros and cons um, always to that, that you also have rules to follow. Right. But those rules help keep the equity, right? You're not going to have the guy, you know, somebody next door working on three cars on their lawn, perhaps, yeah, right. or weeds growing up, you know, yeah. to, you know, waist high or wherever. So, um, you know, so you always have to keep everything in balance. Yeah, I would definitely. Say yeah. yeah. But cool. get, get in where you can get in. Get your foot in. Yeah. yeah get in how are we doing Xavier? i think we're good so that was Wrap a nice up. that was yeah. a nice little uh, introduction into season two next time we will have our other agents here hopefully don't fall over anymore we're gonna have some guests too we so. are gonna have some guests so stay tuned for that uh make sure you follow us at on youtube maybe maddox Real Estate. maddoxpodcast.com maddoxpodcast <laughs> sorry make sure to click and subscribe and we that. we really thank everybody for your love and support um through our journey in creating these podcasts. And we're hoping that this educates people and uh, allows them to you know, build wealth with real estate. Yeah. It means a lot for us to be able to share our passion with you and, and hopefully help you achieve your dreams. Um, so make sure you follow us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, Maddox Real Estate, realtor.jamie for me. Katrina, Katrina. <laughs> Just find me where you sold can. by Amy and Lisa, uh, Jason, David Maddox, and Xavier. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, Xavier. But follow us on everything, and we look forward to uh, what's to come on season two of the Maddox podcast. All right, thanks everybody. Thank you.